2: Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast, my name is Darren Connell, this is Straight White Whale and this is episode 32. Thank you very much for tuning in, it means a lot. We've got a new sponsor this week so I will give you some information, it's called Mr Junk and it's ran by my friend Ross. Mr. Junk is a rubbish removal business, so see if you've not got a car and you can't take yourself to the dump for whatever reason, give Ross a phone and he will sort you out with a quote. He'll come to your house, he'll take away your junk, he'll take away your rubbish, garden waste, all that type of stuff. He's a good guy, I know him, I went to school with him, I used to buy gear off him, he's a good cunt. No, but all the information will pop up on <laughs> the screen. He's a good guy. No wonder anybody wants to sponsor this fucking podcast. I'd suck his banger. I've sucked his banger already. For a I've, bag? I've sucked his banger. <laughs> For a bag of coke? Ross, you out to come in my house? Take away a mattress? Walks into the house. The house is completely empty. And I did that. Ah, I'm going to suck your banger, mate. I sucked Angie's banger. I sucked the hair transplant banger. Your banger's getting sucked now. And he's like, ah, mate, I've got wings and a house now. Get your banger out. <laughs> so if you need rubbish removed, <laughs> get in touch with Ross. <laughs> Mr. Junk, right enough. Mr. Junk. <laughs> <sighs> Aye, so um Wow. What a weird day it's been mate. My fucking neck just locked up there before we went into the podcast studio. So I'm getting weird shooting pains on my neck. So apologies if I look like um quasimodo about to ring a bell tower. But then some people would say I look like him every week.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No me, thank you. Definitely not for me. your kindness.
1: You stressed, mate. Do I look stressed? Just with the neck. I am
2: stressed, mate. I'm very stressed for this tour and uh, things like that. I won't get too far into it, mm. but um, you know, a situation like that after a two year lockdown, trying to run a show, is it's been frustrating, but. The show's going ahead. Um, I've sold tickets and I'm looking forward to tomorrow at Greenock. So I'm not too sure when this podcast comes out, if it's b- before Greenock and um, there's still a tickets available. You can get tickets through, you know, walking up or on the link. And also I've got a support act. I've got Scott Agnew. He's my support act. Nice. I don't know if he's going to support me at all the nights because I'm trying to equally spread jobs for comedians that i love and he's a comedian that i love if it comes to it i probably will get him to support most nights but i would rather share share the gigs with people because that's what people's done with me share the love share the love i'll suck scott's bang i don't know he's a good guy he's been there for me he's done a lot for me
1: He's one of the ones that would let you suck his banger on as well.
2: I know, so. I was thinking that. That's the only time I've ever <laughs> regretted saying that out loud because every other time's been a joke. See if I've done that to Scott. Here, can I suck your boz and cock would be in my mouth before I even get <laughs> to the end of that sentence. <laughs> Scott's a good guy, Buckman. Scott's a great guy. Have you done a podcast with him, actually? Aye. Aye. Aye did.
1: He did Brothers in Arms. Yes. Or oh, did he?
2: Was it Brothers and Arms?
1: No, it wasn't he? It was... Um, podcast wc
2: yes i just get deja vu there i know that we really don't get guests but like scott is that funny and he's that good and he's got an amazing story that i probably would get him in as a guest to mix things up a wee bit
1: i he told us he told a story in that podcast that's hilarious man. about um meeting with like uh, oh fuck right i'm either making this i'm not making it up something about a priest. Oh. and or the guy had like some sort of mad priest thing maybe he met him on Grinder. and the guy asked him if he wanted to come in here like a wee veil for the Virgin Mary oh my god and It was like I think Jerry asked him what's the craziest fucking story and he was like oh I fucking shagged a priest was Grindr. he a priest? I can't remember mate I need to go back and listen to that you can ask wow. him you can ask him to tell you on Friday the story
2: I always remember there was a priest up my granny's bit uh Penny Lee mm-hmm. about fifteen years ago. You know how there's always a young cool priest that everybody loves? <laughs> oh, he's David Oh, he's a handsome boy, he can play the guitar and he can speak Spanish. Uh-huh. Well, David or whatever his fucking name was ended up on the front page <laughs> of the record. For fuck's sake, okay. Um uh, nothing illegal. He, he was basically fucking sticking dildos and all that up his ass. And I think he was doing it in the church. Right. And some <laughs> Somehow he got get caught. Definitely a man of God then. Aye. Um, fuck's sake. When you compare it to
1: Catholic priests, it's actually know that bad. No, mate. Fucking Catholic priest at my primary school, St Thomas's. he was one of these like, um, new, see like on the Sunday at mass all the woman would be queuing up. Oh, he's such a lovely guy. Similar like to that, like David, except he wasn't young. And it turned out that he was embezzling money, he bought a Porsche for the collection plate, and he was shagging the housekeeper. Man. But you just get shifted to another church. That's and surely you'd lose your job.
2: Horrible, and inter- see if
1: your job is one, to be celibate, and two, not to steal money for the <laughs> church, and you do both of them, I um, know. surely you lose your job. But no, you get shifted to another fucking Hinky, get moved up to Springburn or something. Honestly, I fucking probably know his face.
2: 100%. Uh, probably walked past the cunt in the street. Might uh, have sucked his bangle. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. If I turn up at a gig and I've got a fucking mustard stain on my shirt, they'd be like, yeah, do you know what? He's riddled with mental illness. He's an alcoholic. Don't let him back in this venue. He can't get here again. And then I need to email the fucking venue for nine months in a row. I'm so sorry. I promise I won't turn up with mustard on my shirt. Please, can you give me a gig? Aye, ah, all right. We'll give you a gig, but it's in fucking Manchester. It's six minutes long and it's four fucking quid. Is that all right? Aye, that's all right. I'll just be a priest and stick a fucking dildo up my arse. And get moved digs. Am I having a mental breakdown, man? I'm like cradling myself (laughs) on the fucking podcast.
1: (laughs) There's nothing worse than neck pain, neck and back pain, mate. It's like toothache, neck, back. That's fucking brutal, mate. So brutal.
2: But the pain brings it, I think it's been funny. So (laughs) there we go. How have you been, mate?
1: I've not been bad, mate. Have you missed me? I have, extremely. The weeks
2: seem long without your touch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that a lyric for a song? It sounds like it. It does, doesn't it? Absolutely.
2: Have you ever had a fairy... I know fairy pay kind of confidentiality, but have uh-huh. you ever had somebody that sat down and you've done that, this cunt is a serial killer? This cunt has ate a baby. Nah. Nah?
1: No, never. I've had people sat down where I'm like very concerned for them. Uh I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, there was a guy, and we're not breaking confidentiality because I'm no naming names. Mm -hmm. So that's the confidentiality agreement. Let's just say, I once imagined having a client that, um, so potentially they're not real, um, who was basically so far into conspiracy theory that their whole grasp on reality had been shifted. So they were doubting everything about themselves and the world and they were on fucking edge mate on like that sort of like they were rocking their anxiety was so high um, and that kind of can imprint on me where I'm like so worried for them but I'm mm. like no I'm feeling fucking panicky and being in their sort of presence but I try and just stay calm because um, if I'm calm it tends to have a calming effect on them but this guy... At the end of the session, I was just basically like, mate, you need to, like, come away from the internet. You need a detox because you don't know up for down, left for right, back yeah. for front now, because you're questioning all this sort of COVID shit." And uh, he was saying that it was like, really, he was, like, so angry that his friends wouldn't allow him to come round to their house during COVID. Because of COVID? Because of COVID. And he was, like, raging and saying that this is, like, and it's their fault and they've bought into this and it's a load of shite and blah, 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 and kind of like, well, try to be the voice of reason here. It's not going to really work for this guy. So I just sat and listened and was like, how did that make you feel? And how does it make you feel like you're the only person that you know that knows the truth? This was the sort of idea. So I can be unnerved by people's sort of situations, but I've never sat down with somebody and been like, wow, they're a serial killer or like narcissistic personality disorders, like sort of in there. I've never felt that absolutely, Yeah. Um, Maybe you.
2: Excuse me. <laughs> so if a client was like they're into sucking toes and all that, you'd be like, Bobby. <laughs> 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 I'd, be, I, I'd be like that yeah, to my therapist. I've got a pal right that's into sucking toes and crunchy soles on the table, and they're like, "Is it you? No, no, it's my pal through <laughs> <laughs> my grand, but." <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> for Butlands, i darn you're in denial you just need to accept it no i'm again but i swear it's mad how i i've been addicted to tiktok mate recently the last couple of weeks it's very addictive Mm -hmm. to the point that i've been unable to finish watching a film so i'll start a film put it on pause and then i'll just get lost in tiktok and it's like that guy you were talking about we love a conspiracy man we talk about conspiracies quite a lot on this podcast but there is some on tiktok that when you watch it you're just like what the fuck man like it's meant mentally mentally ill people that are getting access to a phone that are looking at this stuff and then believing it i mean one of the ones that i seen the other night was a street lamp right the the light on a street lamp and there was like a reflection from the the light on a window or something mm-hmm. so it made it look weird and people are saying that's a ufo behind the lamp and all that type of stuff just like really basic sully stuff Aye. is like the most it's an alien or it's a ufo mm-hmm. or mental man
1: right we're well, now in this sort of i don't know man we're in this sort of like a time of no, even sort of conspiracy. It's a it's a weird because conspiracy theories have been about since fucking the Romans and shit. You know what I mean? Like it was a conspiracy theory that got Jesus crucified. If you believe that story, um. But uh, how how do I don't even know how to put this. But we're in the realm of insanity now. Like now that people can use phones to communicate with hundreds of thousands, even millions of people. Like, you've got clips on TikTok that have got hundreds of thousands. Like, your accounts got millions of views. You could use that. You could absolutely fucking use that as, like, a platform of whatever you would want to do. But people are now spreading their insanity, and people that are also in the same category are finding this content, and it's gained them sort of confirmation that somehow, like, they're right or... You know, instead of the healthy sort of questioning of your ideas, that the reflection there street lamp and a window is a UFO, yeah. is that a healthy idea? Yeah. I don't think so.
2: <laughs> I actually feel weird watching some of it, like see, when I like, watch it for an hour, and then after it, I feel like I've got a hangover, just watching all these kind of conspiracies about flat earth and all that. I feel rough after it, man. I'm like, it's frying my fucking brain. I, I don't
1: believe it, though. Well... I mean, I think sometimes I, I've, I'll i go into some sort of like wee trance and I'll be on Twitter. Mine's, I don't do TikTok and it's no some sort of like old, like that's for young people or any sort of pish like that. It's uh-huh. like, I think as the social media has evolved, they're becoming more addictive. So as I'm aware of that, I'm like, I'm already kind of a wee bit addicted to Twitter and Instagram. I need to manage it, right? Uh-huh. It's no, I'm not addicted to it, but I like it so much that see if I don't, if I'm not aware and I manage that, it becomes, it gets out of order. But see what you're saying there? Like sometimes, like, I'll put on a podcast on YouTube and it's my missus that wants to listen to it. And I'm not really that interested. So I'll just be like, oh, fuck, I'll just go on my phone for like half an hour. It's all yeah. right. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you come out and you're like, what the fuck? And you're, you're, it feels like my eyeballs are burning. And it's like that. Then I get that sort of like a wee bit of a sort of low level sore of heat like you're saying, a hangover. I think what's happening is, is that, especially with TikTok, every new video is another bit of stimulation. So as a hangover that you're getting. You're yeah. so stimulated. Even if it's conspiracy theories that make you go, what the fuck is that? And kicks on your fight or flight or something that just makes you think and you, your mind's turning over. Then the next video, it's like a with fucking tits. Yeah. And then the next video is like, oh, you know, like, blah, 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 it's funny. You're, like, bouncing for stimulation to stimulation to stimulation, and it's, your mind's basically, like, see if you find yourself having a hangover, your mind is basically, like, going to put that down. Like, I I need to recover here.
2: Yeah. I've actually been, because there's a lot of things, there's a lot of, I don't know the term for it, but there's, like, say there's a beautiful woman, and she's in a bikini, and she just does, like, a wee eye roll, or something really simplistic mm-hmm. to like this cheesy south korean pop music mm-hmm. and it looks like a cartoon but it's not a cartoon and it gets like a million views and it is is—it's like looking at a shiny key or something you're like oh that's quite distracting but you don't really do anything but i discovered them um, brown noise have you ever heard of brown noise no so you get white noise and mm-hmm. uh you know, rain sounds and stuff before bed. I've started listening to brown noise. It's fucking brilliant. What What's brown noise? It's quite similar to white noise, but it's more. It's not as intense. Uh, right. More peaceful. It's just the same.
1: Right. Let's Let's see if we can get any an example for that. I was going to say
2: something absolutely mental there that would probably get me cancelled.
1: <laughs> I thought brown noise was going to be the sound of like shits hitting the toilet or something.
2: Can you delete that? what I said there.
1: Right. That's brown noise. Mm-hmm. So that to me sounds like a waterfall. Yeah. But uh, it's like digital white noise which is usually yeah been brought down
2: digital white noise is a bit mad. I remember listening to rain sounds la- uh, one night and honest to God like three years in I was like you know you're half awake half asleep and i was hearing like fucking people shouting and monkey noises and all that. i was like what <laughs> getting a bit mental i think they've just left a recorder on in the jungle right like, i like real actual
1: so the the voices and the monkey noises weren't in your head they were in the recording <laughs> i hope
2: so it'd be weird if it was in my head but right. wouldn't they surprise That's me it's just
1: been a mic left in the rainforest i i do enjoy shit like that i love that like if there's a thunderstorm like pure downpour which is I don't know it's weird we've not really had much of that this year have we usually you get like two or three proper fucking lightning and all that I love opening the window up and just sitting and just being like wow fucking hell just just, and then also it's super relaxing or something about it it's just super duper relaxing
2: I love it I'm a big fan of it as well mate do you know any anybody that's been struck with lightning I
1: don't no you no I've been out playing golf John Thunder and Lightning, Ooh. and get told that that was a bad idea. Um, but I was just a wee guy. Just, I was like, up Harley Park. Well, I, it I like it
2: that. I like that. I know mate, walking in the rain, and I used to love running in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, I but Scottish t- TikTok is mental, but Scottish TikTok is on another level. I've been asked someday to someone asked me to play in a Scottish TikTok football match. Really? And I was like, nah. That. I think that's class
1: because your TikTok's only been there for what three months or something like? Yeah. And you're you're getting invited to um events as I, a Scottish TikToker.
2: Mate, I done out of boredom, right? I was like, I don't want to just lie on the couch and watch another film, man. Mm-hmm. This is the story of my fucking life. So I decided to get my my standout and I did a TikTok live um live stream. And at one point there was like six hundred people in. You cared none? now don't get me wrong a lot of them weren't my followers i don't know how a live works because there was welsh people and stuff and it was just random Uh but it was a good laugh man people talking to you talking away getting questions i was making people laugh somebody must listen to the podcast and asked us about the the acid story and i told them the acid story and then about i think i did it for about an hour and i was like right i'm fucking hungry man and This feels like a gig, like I'm li- literally gigging, uh, like getting gig sweats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I everybody was dead supportive, and I said, Look, listen to the podcast, uh, add me on Facebook, and
1: that's brilliant, mate. We should maybe do a tick tock live for here one day.
2: Do you know that's a great idea, mate? I just that's a great idea. Why don't I do that the next uh
1: pod podcast? We could do it live, but record that I and think. release it obviously so that we hit. Ha- both platforms, because yes. I think that that's that's a great idea, mate. Why,
2: why the fuck not? I'd love that. And if it goes well, we could just do it all the time.
1: I just start going live.
2: I can't say horrific things about brown noise
1: though. I we would need to like rein ourselves in, yeah. and just be careful. You knew that there, though, so you were like, I don't know if I should say this, and then you say that. We'll leave this bit in, but we'll cut what you said out so that people could be like, "What were what, what were they talking about?" <laughs> yeah, um, but. You knew. You knew. You take yeah. a. You take a risk with stuff like that. I was you? being naughty. Exactly. We just need to not do that.
2: I was being very playful. You could say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But I was. I was interested in your TikTok that you put out the other day with your audition. Yes. Right. So questions. Was that real? That was not real. Right. Okay. Good. <laughs> was that like, was <laughs> not real. It was funny. Um, yeah. See to be fair. The, re- the the fact that I'm asking that question is a good thing, because I was like, I don't know if this is real or no, and that's what people that's what you want, for that, you know what I mean
2: most of the things that I post online unless I'm saying that I love a movie or something like that is 95% of the time a bam up, now I posted that a couple of years ago, about two years ago and it was, I remember doing it on a Monday, it was during Panto, when I was doing a Panto sorry <coughs> during Dundee and I had a day off and it was a piss take for anyone that's listening go onto my Twitter and watch it it's a fake edition for Beauty and the Beast and when you're an actor you get a thing called a self-tape when you need to film it yourself in your house so I did this self-tape edition of Beauty and the Beast when I set up the camera and I was trying to get the music off the laptop but the laptop kept breaking and I just made it shite but hopefully funny as well and i went into panto the next day right and see the producer and the director Mm -hmm. the producer was like ah what the fuck are you doing i was like what you talking about mate he's like "Ah, that beauty and the beast edition was pish and i was like what and he's like "Ah, that was shit mate you shouldn't put that online and i was like first and foremost you actually think that was real? (laughs) Like, it was clearly a fucking Uh bam-up. And he's like, oh, I never realised. And I was like, mate, I was like that, (laughs) with soup. Like, (laughs) uh, mental, the amount of people. I get that quite a lot, though. Like, people take everything I say online as face value. Seriously. And I'm like, fucking hell, man, how can... But don't get me wrong, the people that get it are like, that's funny.
1: Aye. I mean, it's a testament to... Your acting skills, to be honest, because I was like, "Oh, that's no real." But then I was like, "Is this the outtakes for an audition tape?" These went, "Fuck it, I'm going to fire this up on TikTok." Yeah, and then I seen the last I watched it in your Instagram stories, and I seen the last bit where you were pure just on. And I was like, nah, that's, take that piss. but I was like, I still need to ask, you know, thank
2: you very much. I take it as a compliment. Aye, I 100%. mean, I was wearing my, my brother's running jacket. That was too wee for me. I was wearing a shirt with a label still on it and my hair it made me look like a fucking sex offender. So, <laughs> Um, hi by the way, someone got in touch regarding the last week's podcast and they gave us some information. Okay. You know, you know how we were talking about the snap. Aye. So when I said, when you get the snip, medical term bunk comes out and you said, no, there is stuff that comes out. Mm-hmm. So it turns out there is stuff that comes out. Right. And I did not know that. Okay. So when you go and get the snip, they, they burn something. I, see, when I thought you get this, <laughs> see me, I'm a fucking idiot, right? When I thought you get the snip, I thought they cut your balls open and snipped a fucking uh, something in your buzz. Right. And then spunk wouldn't come out your knob. Imagine <laughs> if I was a doctor.
1: The, the, the way that you framed that there w- was almost like a doctor. Aye. What we're going to do is, right? We're going <laughs> to cut your boss open, cut a wee bit, and
2: then they spunk's going to come out your dick. <laughs> so there's like a guy get in touch with me and says, they burn a wee bit of your testicles. It does something to the semen. Right. And then they stitch you up. I think it's like butterfly stitches. You're in and out the Sandyford clinic within. You like don't even go to a hospital? Nope, Sandyford. And people wait in a queue, by the way. He also said, like, when people are there for sex checkups, sexual health checkups, they said the nurse came out and says, whoever's getting the snip, wait in this queue. And then they all wait in the queue for the snip. Wow. And then you go home, you're bandaged up, and that's that. Fuck me, man. You need to chill. I mean, obviously you're rough for a couple of days, but it's Aye. no like an operation. Aye. I thought you would like, get six weeks off fucking work or something. Aye. Remember my
1: well, remember my dad telling me a story about Monco. and I think this was probably eighties. So I don't know if it was quite as easy as what it is today. But he said that he went and get a. Is that a vasectomy? Yeah. Aye, hysterectomy the female and they get their that's getting your Eggs. womb removed oh, right, well. and then I like a vasectomies could be wrong on that. You know, clearly mean done on the doctors here. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he, he said that my uncle came out walk doing like a bit of a penguin walk. <laughs> with like huh. a sort of like bandage. Jerry's like and Eddie's boss. So I like I was saying this must have been like before they had the tech to just sort of go on keyhole or whatever and just do a wee fucking burn. And my dad says <laughs> all the way home he kept slamming on the brakes.
2: Ah, oh, <laughs> I couldn't handle that, man.
1: Imagine that you just get an operation on your balls, and then your brother was just pure oh sorry. Like pure slamming on the brakes. Ah, fucking dick man.
2: That's mad. I thought it was like you get a wee you know you tie you know how sometimes people can put a cherry in their mouth and tie a knot with it Uh I thought that was happening
1: so I take it the burn one's the one
2: that isn't reversible you can get a reversible one I'm pretty sure there's one that's reversible fuck that I'm too lazy man I hope see if I get hit with a bus and on somebody looked at these notes Scottish TikTok is mental (laughs) the snip in brackets Spunk actually comes out and then below it uh <laughs> <laughs> Billy, what the fuck's <laughs> <laughs> the last one <coughs> random facts of the day. I don't know if this is true. Turkeys were once worshipped like gods. Okay. So I don't know how far back that was.
1: Uh, if that was true.
2: But you were talking about Jesus. You know mm. Jesus was a real man they they well, no they don't deny that jesus wasn't real but what they're saying is what he done wasn't he real so they're saying he might right. have been like a uh some type of fraudster or a magician or or something like that right but,
1: i don't i don't think they've actually got any proof that he was actually real really? i think that might just be to pacify you know like mental christians i i've looked at this i had somebody somebody that we both know sort i of have well they were kind of like jesus was real and i was like right tell me why why do you say that you know i'm skeptical because i don't believe there's any proof mm-hmm. he's like there's a census bullshit what's the census like the census you know like the government send out a letter and they go what religion are you uh, no the census we, we still do it it's like the Romans had a census um, and you Google it mate, and it's so way for thin it's ridiculous you're like that's just that fuck off like just the, the 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 weird sort of thing that I put to it for me is is that the Bible was written somewhere between sort of 50 to 100 years after the guy was supposed.
0: let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started
1: Almost existed.
2: i didn't even know that
1: right the lifespan of a human being at the time was like fucking 40 Right. So you're talking like two generations after we don't, we only certain people could read or write. No, every only the the people like priests and, you know, like uh the Kings and the princes were the only people that could read or write. Everybody else was just left. they just, you know, got on with their fucking life. How did they document this? Yeah. Why? How did they remember? We can't even get the story of world war two, right? And we had cameras. We've that got footage everything that fucking happened and we can't get the narrative right. So I just, I doubt it. I, I'm i open to what you're saying being a possibility. Maybe there was a guy that cut about claiming to be the son of God, but you could find five or six of them on Sucky Hall Street if you really wanted Aye. to. Right now,
2: hand-jiving to fucking the bin, dancing bin things. <laughs> I'm Jesus. I've got a council house in Mary Hill.
1: Um... Let Wait, me ju- I'm going to just... Um, are you fact-checking? About turkeys. Uh, the turkeys... I suppose I
2: they get worshipped at Christmas now.
1: Get worshipped? Well, they get fucking murdered, that's for sure.
2: Um, Worshiped out the arse. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Aye, so they're saying that turkeys were once worshipped like gods, um, and this is history.com, so like history channel. Um And it says, um, turkeys these days are mostly seen as a vessel for stuffing on your Thanksgiving table. But in 300 BC, 300 years before Christ, the birds were viewed by the Maya as vessels of God and honoured accordingly. In fact, the birds were originally domesticated to play part in a religious ceremony. Prize players in Maya religion and culture. They were once coveted symbols of power and prestige.
2: Wow. So you're right, mate. Fuck being a turkey in two thousand and twenty-two. Imagine that being on somebody's buttery piece with brown sauce at it. Mm-hmm. my great great granddad was a god. Who do we?
1: Who do you think we worship as a society? So when we look back, or when people look back, so that was three hundred years BC, right? So that was three thousand three hundred years ago, roughly, or like we're close enough to fucking twenty twenty-two. Like 2,322 years ago, right? Uh, um Gone by shit. We are looking back and we're like, they worship turkeys. Who do you think in 3,000 years they're going to look back and think that we were worshipping?
2: Technology, mate. Phones. AI, money. Money. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's all right, what you said there, but I think South Park did a really good episode on like uh the f- witch trials the britney spears episode where
0: it's britney wouch the way
2: episode. i the way that um what they called journalists react to celebrity and the way that we react to like public meltdowns and stuff mm. i believe that that's a form of like a witch trial or you know a gladiator um, entertainment type of thing it's just modernised I've
1: never thought about it like that but it is really yeah like Diana was like a witch trial yep and so was Britney Spears
2: yep and all these child stars that get like you know you see them walk into like mental breakdown suicide addiction and then when it happens they're like oh that's a shame or thoughts and prick. prayers. Aye. Uh-huh. And you're like, you fucking made them
1: be like that. The weird one about it is, is that we don't really do anything to change it, do we? No. With like Love Island, how many suicides have been associated with that programme? Yeah. Um, Including Caroline Flack, like the presenter. And we've never really, nothing's changed. Still on the TV, still yeah. doing the same shit. In fact, <clears throat> fucking Michael Owen's daughter was, she's what, supposed to be like 19 and they paired her up with a 27 year old man. Yeah. Which people were like, hmm, don't
2: like this. It's sus, isn't it?
1: It's super sus, mate. Yeah.
2: Because I, I can't think of any other shows off the top of my head, but as soon as something bad happens, I mean, Jeremy Keogh was a lump of cancer, right? But as soon as he gets found out, he gets get cancelled. But what's the difference with Love Island? Because they're also promoting this fake image of, I mean, first and foremost, I've never watched it, right? So there we go. I've probably fucked it, but you know they're promoting self like fake beauty, turkey teeth, fake tits, six packs, some stuff that is no normal. And um I feel bad in saying that as well because see the pro, the host, the Scottish comedian.
1: Oh, what's his name?
2: <clears throat> I've had an absolute brain fart there.
1: I know who you're talking about. Could you quickly? Ian. Ian
2: Sturland. There you go. Ian Sterling is one of the funniest, most down-to-earth people that I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. And he's actually went out his way to be very kind to me. So right. I don't think he would ever listen to this. I felt a wee bit bad in saying that, but he's a good guy. And see the hangers, see if I get offered that, I'd be like, ah, welcome to Love Island! Yay! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you'd be a good presenter on Love Island. <laughs> but you're, you're right. Like... I mean, I'm a celebrity is another one where we're getting people whose stars have faded dangling a carrot at like 20, 30 grand. A lot of them need it, right? Some of them don't. Some of them go into it voluntarily. There's nothing wrong with that. You can, you're can. an adult. If you're like, do you know what? I quite fancy going into the jungle and eating insects and, then, and just sort of like that looks like fun to me and going there. Some of them do it because of desperation, because they need the money. And we sit. And I mean, this is, this is a stereotype but people sit and stuff their face watching Z-list celebrities eat insects yeah. and be like, and sort of revel in their terror.
2: Yeah. It's a weird, fucking weird, aren't we? Very weird. And it's so shit. Like, it's not enjoyable. I'm not say like, I don't want to sound bitter. I'm not bitter, right? But it's like, you try to be an actor, you try to be a comedian, and you try to create stuff, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people write scripts and go through all these rewrites. I know comedians that have took years to write a script and then you'll get uh, fucking Tommy Sheridan eating a fucking Pringle with a bit of beetle shite in it and that goes viral. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. I went to the Royal School of Art, Music and Drama for nine years for that. I never went to that school, but... You know what I mean,
1: right? No, I don't know what you mean. It's like, ah, uh, you dedicate your life to something, and then it, it's like the low, the lowest rung on the ladder is what gets all the attention. Just this pure shitey culture, like of laughing at people that have been successful and are no longer successful, and so I'll, I'm going to vote them off. And it, it's a weird, it, I. I'm with you, mate. I've seen probably the total sum of about 45 minutes of Love Island and passing. Uh-huh. Um, And it's gross, mate. I, I did used to watch Geordie Shore. Mm-hmm. And I was quite... I was young. like I was in my, my early to mid-twenties and I watched Jersey Shore and then I watched Geordie Shore. And it was the same sort of thing, mate. They used to be like... The favourite bits of these, these TV shows were watching them in the gym... It's almost like Instagram, right? It's like their workouts, them pulling birds, them being on a night out, and then them fighting. And see when you think about like viral videos that we sit and we watch, it's like workout video, video of people being messy drunk, videos of people fighting, and we love them. Yeah. And that TV show was like all oh, about that added into the tan, the six pack. Yeah. But the apparent mental illness that was on display was never really sort of let spoke about. It was just all just pure. Oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to be ripped, tanned, young, beautiful, going out, taking like these. The the thing about it was it came out years later that they were all after nut and coke, and obviously MTV wasn't fucking showing you them nipping to the bathroom for a line, but they definitely were all. That's how they maintain that lifestyle. So now we've got like young guys and women that are thinking that that's the ideal and pursuing that. Uh-huh. No realising that one, they're rich people or they're getting paid a lot of money to do that and, and it's carefully orchestrated to look like they're partying twenty four seven, but they're no, they're probably gonna like once or twice a week and it's getting edited down to make it look like a full week. And two, they're sustaining that through Coke, which is not good for your mind. No. So um now that's the lifestyle that people chase now, mate. I don't really I I'm really worried about Things like cocaine use and young people and how this sort of, like, fake euphoria of, like... I'll explain what I mean by that. I went to see a band just before COVID kicked in in, like, January 2020. Um, it was a band called DMAs, so they're, like, an Australian indie band. And it was a, it was a weird eye-opening experience for me, because I've been going to gigs like you when we were talking about when we were younger, right? Mm-hmm. And we, you, So you're the perfect person to really talk about with us, of like actually going and having an experience, yeah. like totally in the moment gone wild in a crowd, coming out covered in sweat, no giving a fuck what you look like everybody's just pure, oh my god I went to this gig and there were people there that were in that sort of category and were doing that but there was also the majority of people which were doing this weird performative like enjoyment. Like There was like a bit where, this is what I mean by this, there was a group of about five or six guys and the guy gave his phone to this lassie that was with them and went two seconds and they all took their taps off. And he went down and he picked his mate up in his shoulders and he was, go right, go for it. And when she hit record on the phone, they started going fucking mental in the crowd. And then when she stopped, they were like, right, and they were watching the video, and immediately a fucking gig, mate. That's crazy. And I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like to my message, "What the fuck was that? Did you just see that?" And she was like, "I did. That's like I'm just I'm ignoring that.
2: That's different level. We we never got when I was a boy. We never got that when we went to gigs. Well, why did we go to gigs? Fun.
1: To enjoy to ourselves. Uh huh. I think some people are now going to these events for content. Yeah. And it's weird.
2: Cause I never real. I've seen someone in a restaurant. See when they take pictures of their... I take pictures of my dinner and I've put it on Instagram. Everybody's done it, right? Mm-hmm. You done it last night with a bar of chocolate. You dirty bastard! It
1: wasn't a bar of chocolate, mate. It was. Well, it was, but cannabis-infused chocolate. Oh, was it? I did you not know, see the end date where it would, I zoomed into the 500
2: milligram? Oh, no, I was just black out with the chocolate. I was like, get yeah,
1: bastard. <laughs> look at that dairy milk. See instead of saying Cadbury's, it says cannabis dairy milk. Did it fuck, did it? Aye, go and look at it
2: if you want me. Look, I'm <laughs> dyslexic, mate. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. That bastard's putting chocolate. I don't know, I was like, oh, who's having a cheat meal? Never realised you were having a wee bake. Um, that's why I replied saying one square of this will be got to sleep alright All about. I know I'd be like I'd be scudding the fucking <laughs> rapper. Um aye there we go so, red group ladies and gentlemen aye restaurant I have seen um, someone take a picture of their dinner with uh, some type of apparatus that was lighted it was like <laughs> a self tape camera that you attach your phone to but they had it kind of like this microphone say the microphone's a camera and that was a plate so they press a light and it made their dinner look fucking amazing because it was in a top restaurant, but I it's mental, I seen a gig the other day actually, it was Coldplay funnily enough, for Chris Martin I think he was doing a gig in Argentina or mm-hmm. something everybody knows they're cheesy I actually quite like Coldplay so I, damn, I, mate. I, I like Coldplay and they're for every ticket they sell with our their concert tickets, they plant a tree with one tree planted. So
1: fucking brilliant.
2: They're doing a deal.
1: I would like to see gigs be like nay phones.
2: That's what he did. He got right. to one one of the most one of their most popular songs, right? They started it. And about a minute in, he was like, ah, cut. He's like, ah look guys, get your phone out for any other song, but can I just ask you for a moment? Do you think we could enjoy this moment without a phone? Let's try it for one song. He's like, "Ah, come on, we'll we'll never be back here again. That
1: melts my brain. Let's try it for one song.
2: Put your phone away, guys. Just for one song. Yeah. That melts my brain, mate. That must be distracting if you're a performer. 60,000 fucking lights shining in your face. I love when comedians get those bags. Uh, Louis CK puts it in a bag. Gets you to put a phone in the bag before the gig. Mm -hmm. And the security gives you the bag. And you can't open it. And uh, Dave Chappelle does it as well.
1: I'd like to see that. I get tickets to see, um, talking about gigs and just you mentioning Chappelle, uh, I get tickets to the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert at Wembley. Oh, aye. um, In September and Chappelle's opening.
2: No way. Brilliant.
1: So Chappelle's opening and then the Foo Fighters are going to come on stage with a bunch of special guests and might be the last time that they ever they ever play. Wow.
2: Has the money gone towards his family and stuff? I think so, mate. I,
1: that's good. it's not like fucking Dave Grohl needs the cash. Aye. Um but I've I've um I've like disconnected myself with that story so much. Like Foo Fighters are my favourite band in the world, mate. Yeah. Dave Grohl's one of my heroes. And to think, even just to imagine how full circle that's been for him, like that band started because his he, bandmate and one of his best friends died of suicide and was a heroin addict and it looks to me like something bad has happened to Taylor Hawkins when he got found in a, a hotel room yeah, dead and he nearly overdosed in 2003 or 2004 in London and he's had a history of heroin addiction so are Dave Grohl mate
2: that must be plus Dave Grohl is the ultimate professional seems like a lovely human being Never had any trouble. He's never been a bad person. He's never had any shit happen. And I think if I was him, I can't do people's thinking for them, but if I was in that situation, I'd be like, do you know what? I'm in my 50s. I've earned my money. I think that's me. Yup. I'd go to Hawaii and just chill. I'd take to see that. Because like, he has a genius, isn't he? Aye, mate. Dave, he, that's the level of genius that goes unappreciated because he's so good at what he does, it's just accepted and it's just normal. Mm -hmm. Anything he touches is gold from Nirvana right up to anything that he's done has been amazing. Was he no no involved with Queens of the Stone Age?
1: He drummed on the album Songs for the Death, which is a fucking... What an album that is. Yeah. Like, incredible.
2: So we cameos
1: like that that just... Amazing. he's in another band as well called Them Crooked Vultures with Josh for Queens of the Stone Age and John Paul Jones for Led Zeppelin holy fuck and uh, I've seen them in the Edinburgh Corner Exchange and as much as you listen to the albums and it's not going to blow your mind because it's like three guys in their 50 well John Paul Jones will be in his 70s whatever it's not like groundbreaking stuff but uh-huh. seeing them play live I mean there was like a 30 minute jam between John Paul Jones who's one of the greatest bass players of all time and Dave Grohl, one of the greatest rock drummers of all time. And it was just like, mate, mate I could have just fucking jizzed up my drawers it <laughs> right there. But you're right, everything that guy has done. ProBot, you ever heard ProBot? No. He did a metal album in like 2005.
2: I'm going to note that so I don't forget that. ProBot, I'm going to listen to that.
1: And them Crooked Vultures. Have
2: I listened to that shit, man? Um getting a bit at folks, if you're listening. Because sometimes I forget like, oh... I mean obviously people are listening to this but when you bring up a band or I bring up a film people are saying oh I watched that film I mean, oh, that's
1: pretty cool. Aye it's pretty cool but I'm looking forward to it mate um, the reason I wouldn't normally pure pander to like a gig a hundred quid a ticket and gone to Wembley. Uh-huh. I, I did that one time Muse Muse I. and it was like Biffy Clyro and Muse um, and I travelled all the way to London and a two day thing and I was just kind of like I don't know came back for it just being like that isn't what I like about mm. music I prefer the bars so yeah. like that so I'm just kind of like I don't even the hydro unless it's something super special I'm just like nah I'm alright fuck it but this I was like that band has had such an impact on my life uh, that I need to go to this like I, I just, it's gotta be like a fucking pilgrimage like I need to go first time I seen Foo Fighters was in 1997 and wow. supporting the project Prodigy. I say I always say the Prodigy I'm the same. Enough. Prodigy the prodigy. I bet it's the prodigy. Um I seen them support them in the exhibition centre. My brother in law was like that guy's
2: that guy was in Nirvana and I was like Wait a minute. What guy? Was that a Monday night? Oh fucking might have been. I can't even remember. Cause I think I might have been at that gig. I have seen the prodigy. Exhibition
1: centre? Aye. It would have been. It was mate. a Monday night. It was Carnage. I can't remember. It was, it was definitely fucking Carnage, man. Their gigs, mate. Wow. And then Keith Flint, another one, man. Another one
2: gone. I only found out recently that that was suicide. I never knew that. Oh, did you know, mate? I did not know that. Like last week, I found that out. I thought that was a drug death or whatever.
1: Can you imagine, like, somebody of that cultural impact, such as Keith Flint, Firestarter? That was like, that. the world changed and, like, when he came on screen and was doing firestarter the same yeah. way that it changed when the sex pistols went on the tv it was like our generation's sex pistols like uh-huh. what the fuck who the fuck is this what the fuck is this the success the gigs mate i went to see them at tea in the park one night They headlined nme stage it was massive attack was it massive attack it was i think it was kasabian massive attack and then them and it was like you want to talk about carnage, man? It was limbs. The cunts were going fucking crazy for them, Yeah. and that guy still struggled. Just not like. So if you're depressed, like nothing penetrates it, man. Like nothing gets there. All the success in the world, it just doesn't get to it, man. Yeah. It's, it's fucking crazy.
2: Which, because I get a lot of people, maybe older family members that will be like, "I don't understand depression. If you're sad, you should talk to someone." Um, I try to say it's a chemical. Reaction in your brain—it's like being blind and trying to tell a blind guy to see. You can't just talk about it. Sometimes it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a gig by yourself?
1: I've got separated, but you've never. Three
2: people bought a ticket and went. Fuck it, I'm going myself.
1: No, no I've always went with people. Never. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah. hundred percent, I would do it.
2: I've not done it many times. I think I've done it twice. One was Hans Zimmer, and it was on my birthday. It was at my birthday's the 19th of June, right? Sunday. I'm 35 on Sunday, that's mental. Uh, I got a ticket for Hans Zimmer, and I went to the hydro by myself. I just love Hans Zimmer. Um, when I took DMT, I hope the son are not going to do a fucking story on this. When I took DMT for the first time, I, I listened to Time by Hans Zimmer, and it altered my my soul and i've always loved his movies and films and all that and i went there that night i actually felt like i don't want anybody to be with me to distract me from this i want to take it in Mm -hmm. and it was brilliant and then i went to see an orchestra at the royal concert hall as well i can't remember who it was i think it was a london no no it wasn't him it was i got it for 20 quid right (laughs) went down sat in the front row um as you can tell i'm mad for soda water right mm-hmm. get a bottle of soda water like a liter bottle of soda water sat in the front row and watched this 60 strong orchestra and it was brilliant aye like mate. i could literally touch the fucking trumpet player i was actually talking to cunts i was like aye fuck it you only live once didn't you aye aye like aye good on you pal. that's brilliant mate. amazing how have how long have we done?
1: Fifty minutes.
2: Fifty minutes, man! Holy fuck! i I can't believe I'm thirty five on Sunday, mate. Absolutely mental. Someone gave us a nice compliment yesterday, though. Just said you don't look thirty five, mate. And I was like, I think six years sobriety's maybe helped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what age do you think I'm? Uh, 39 i was like what it's <laughs> 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 gonna
1: say maybe the hair transplants
2: helped i <laughs> the hair transplants helped um sorry i says 39 because you're 39 no, that's all
1: right mate <laughs> don't worry about it fucking dick i'm kidding <laughs> on. um how do you feel about sunday then
2: do you know i'm looking forward to it i think i'm never going to be one of those people that are devastated about getting older do you know what it's the process of life i'm happy uh, this has been the most at peace i've ever been in my life it's just the the nature of grown-up and fuck it like i'll get a cake i'll watch a film and i'll chill out i don't know if i've said this before in the podcast i think i've kind of glanced over it but my my granddad died on my birthday oh did he when i was younger
1: oh that's a shame mate.
2: 10 years old fuck man we'll wrap up with the podcast with this story but okay. um i like my granddad who inspired me with comedy and like loved Charlie Chaplin and the Marx Brothers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very funny guy. Used to walk about with like fake props and they amazing voices and stuff. I've I had an uncle right called Jerry that was he had mental health problems through alcohol addiction. Right, and he had to get a jag in his ass every two weeks because he would see things like Jesus coming. At right, him. okay, but you know. One of the kindest, most gentle human beings I've ever met in my life. Very kind, very funny as well. By the way, funny, funny guy. Sadly passed away as well. And I'm in the kitchen. I'm doing the dishes right for my ma. Mm-hmm. And Jerry, like a silverback gorilla, runs into my house with a bag, and he's like, "Ah, hey, hey! You'll never guess what! You'll never guess what!" So obviously, because it's my birthday, I'm stoning there. I see a bag and I I think my uncle Jerry's got me a, a birthday present uh-huh. and he does that. Oh, oh, your granddad died. I was like, what? And he's like, your granddad died last night. He was going to go to Blackpool with your grand, but he tripped there the suitcase and he had a heart attack and he, he died in the room. Happy birthday. Like, cheers, Jerry. Oh, for
1: fuck's sake, mate. Wow. So there we go. It's devastating. Must have been.
2: Aye, it was pretty devastating, aye. aye. I mean, I've spoke about that on stage and stuff, and I've made a joke about it. Um, I can see the humour and the madness of that situation mm-hmm. now, and I do find it quite funny, as horrible is that as how, that is.
1: Aye, mate. Is is that how your grandpa died?
2: Yep. I'm struggling
1: not to point out the irony that he was like a Charlie Chaplin fan and that sort of slapstick, and he died tripping over a fucking suitcase. <laughs> Well, there you go.
2: I'm struggling not to not to point that out. <laughs> in a room full of props, probably, because he had, like, posters and wigs and... Right. Like, all oh, that shit. But that
1: was your inspiration as well? For yeah. For comedy and stuff? Fuck's it, that
2: felt a lot funnier in my head, by the way. I felt like that was just a thing that I said, and I was like, fuck, that's actually really horrible, and aye, but... I
1: I found a funny thing Aye, if you can... <laughs> See if you can see the funny side and stuff. If there's something that is genuinely funny in a tragic situation, seeing that is part of healing. Oh. Being able to see that shows that you're over it, mm-hmm. really. If you can start to be like, it's kind of funny that my mentally ill uncle came in on my birthday with a bag and was like, guess what? And I was like, oh, <gasps> and he's like, your grandpa's dead. Happy birthday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, by the way, Jerry was the guy. If you are listening, if you've listened to all the podcasts, Jerry's the guy that I had that dream about. Right. So the I think it's called a visitation dream. Mm-hmm. Uh so aye. Cheers for that, Jerry. Happy birthday. Um I used to say mad things like uh because he was quite overweight, and he's like, I'm a twenty-eight and I waste. And Monko would be like, "Ah, is that only one half a year? You're you fucking madman! <laughs> one of your legs, aye." <laughs> so I have got a, a a strange family that I love very much. So I think we've done nearly an hour. I um, mean, I've I have do not really have anything else to say, trips apart from if you enjoy the podcast, please like and review. We've had a surge of that stuff recently, and it really really helps us. I just want to thank Mr. Junk for sponsoring the podcast again. The details will come up on the screen and on the link of Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you need shit removed for your house, give them a phone. And yes, thank you very much. I start my tour in Greenock tomorrow. So thanks for the support. Thanks for the love. And thank you for being my friend. That was cheesy as fuck, wasn't it? (sighs) Cheers, Paul. Cheers, mate. I love you. Love you, dear. Get your bag on it. <laughs> Hold up.